Life doesn't come with a manual. Sometimes it's a struggle to understand just how complicated things can get from a female perspective. Scratch that. Being a woman isn't a piece of cake. And it's okay if you do not have all the answers. You are not alone. This is a tribe called Her, and we're here to figure it out together. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to another episode of A Tribe Called Her podcast. My name is Yejide, and I'm your girl. How are you doing? I hope you're good. As for me, <laughs> you see this thing called adulthood. I'm tired. I don't want to do it again. <laughs> it is a scam. What did I say? It is a scam. When I was younger, I used to think that being an adult would, you know, be the ultimate goal in life. All you had to do was just to grow up and you have made it in life. And, you know, growing up in an African setting that, you know, <laughs> if you go for a party, you only get half a bottle of Coke while the adults, you know, get their full Coke. So what I just wanted to do was grow up so that I'll be able to drink a whole bottle of coke instead of the half bottle that they used to give us in parties and I wanted to be able to eat a whole chicken it, so it's also like as if you know I was starving yeah but you know as a child now you only get that part of chicken but I just wanted to be able to eat that old chicken just sit down without anybody saying ah why are you eating all that you know chicken or whatever it was and it was my dream I thought that you know Growing up, I'll be able to do all the things I wanted to do. All my dreams will be fulfilled and everything. Dear brethren and children of the most high God, <laughs> I'm here to announce to you that we have been scammed. You see, being an adult is hard work. Forget that suit and tie fallacy that we used to see in TV shows. You know, and everyone looking really nice and everything. It is hard, man. It is hard. And I have been struggling a lot lately with coping with all the numerous tasks and responsibilities that I have, which is why I haven't been consistent here. Nevertheless, that's not an excuse because I'm trying to make it work. So today I'm here recording. <laughs> My village people, zero. Each day, one. <laughs> all I just want to do right now is, you know, go on the beach with a glass of wine and just chill right there and you people can help me achieve this dream of being a baby girl how by referring my podcast to your friends and families you never can tell my sponsor or my helper can be your concept <laughs> on a serious note guys please share my podcast please and leave nice reviews on today's episode i thought to share my experience about living abroad uh my plan b <laughs> as well as you know cultural shocks that i've experienced living in the abroad in case you're new to my podcast i am currently living overseas in the abroad <laughs> at this point uh, anywhere outside nigeria is abroad so even ghana right now is abroad no offense to the Ghanaians, but if you're living in uganda kenya wherever you are on the surface of the earth as long as it is not nigeria my sisters my brothers you are living in the abroad Anyways, I woke up in 2021 and decided to move overseas. And I don't even know what I was thinking when I decided to go for a second master's because I already have a first master's. And I'm sure my brain was like, excuse you. Didn't you say you're not going to read again in your life after that first master, master's that you had? You know, is you crazy? 
<laughs> right now i believe that i was under the influence when i made that decision because i totally forgotten about the late night reading examinations long boring lectures you know writing essays anyways i'm back in the uni right now and i am dealing with that as well as you know being a mom of two demanding toddlers trying to manage my business uh, home front you know my charity work and it's a lot of work guys like it is a lot of work anyways back to my experience so and my plan b chronicles i'd always lived the better part of my life in different parts of nigeria and even though i travel abroad for holiday and i lived in coventry uh in the uk for a while i'm still very african at art very 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 which is why sometimes there uh, some things just shock me to my marrow in this place let me give you an instance there uh, one of the things that actually really surprises me is how people actually mind their business. It is not like I am into people's business. But you know how it is in that African setting. You probably have an idea of what your neighbor is having for breakfast, lunch or dinner. Someone will come and borrow salt or maggi. Even you, you will go and borrow charger. Because I've had days that I've had to speak to a neighbor because my charger stopped working. And you know, it was too late to go and get a charger. But in this country... <laughs> People mind their businesses. Let me give you an example. So I was talking to one of my friends and she said something about how she hasn't seen her neighbor in a while. And I'm like, oh, I mean, go knock on their door to go and ask how they are doing. And she's like, oh no, that she can't go there, that I might be considered rude. I'm like, ah, what happened? She's like, ah, that she hopes that they did not die, Sha. Because I was like, okay, so what happened? And she was like, ah, one of those nights, you know, she was hearing bing, 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 bang, 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 you know, noise up and down the whole place, like, Sometimes it felt like, you know, somebody was strangling someone or something, you know, and that she hasn't seen her neighbor in like two to three weeks. And I was like, ah, you know, so, and that was the end of conversation, but I went to visit her, um, I think two weeks afterwards. And I was so relieved to see her neighbor because I was like, hi, hello, you know, I know the lady and stuff, you know, I, I see her around and everything, not like she's a friend. She was like, oh, hi, you know, and I left and it just, I realized that people actually mind their businesses here, like it's not like if it was nigeria that you hear big big bag, 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 bag. the next day you just go and say ah, ah you know <laughs> i'll be okay i was hearing this this is the video of net and they'll tell you what happened you know that kind of thing i'm reminded again of a story that a friend shared on her facebook page about how she woke up one morning and she found the ambulance in front of their house and you know she kept peeping to see what was happening but she couldn't step out because you will be classified as a nosy you will be classified as a nosy neighbor if you, you know, step out of your boundaries and start asking questions and stuff and everything like that. So, yeah, it's a cultural shock for me. Well, culture shock for me, you know, that everybody's just minding their business. Nobody's coming to come and knock on my door to say, please borrow me sugar or salt. Sometimes I always go and ask my neighbor, <laughs> are you sure you don't want to borrow salt? Are you sure you're okay? Like, you, you don't want salt. You don't want charger. You don't want baggy, you know, that kind of thing. And then the second thing that amuses me is the way people actually say, hello, mate. The African in me wants to respond to them and ask them, who is your mate? Do I look like I'm your mate? <laughs> As in, what are you talking about? And it's another thing that I've noticed, like, oh, people are so nice. I'm not, I'm using that word, like, not in a derogatory manner, sincerely. Like, you know, Oibo is a word that we use to refer to uh, people who are white. You know in the african context i think we use it majorly in nigeria right yeah but 
they're actually really 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 nice you know you can be going on your own and somebody will just stop and say hi love how are you don't you think it's just a beautiful day you know for a beautiful weather and i'm thinking in my head that <laughs> these are the things that happen when you don't have problem when you have food when nepa is not disturbing you when your life is okay i mean <laughs> that kind of things that you see there was one day i went you know i went to work and then i it was during my lunch break and um, I went out and I was sitting on the low fence and then somebody just walked past, you know, with their bicycle. And then she goes, isn't this such a lovely day to be sitting on the, on the fence? And in my head, I'm thinking, <laughs> I don't understand. How is it your business? I mean, what, what is that people? You know, it just shows how, you know, they can actually be really nice. Which brings me to another point that not all of them are nice, to be honest, because here I keep being reminded of the color of my skin i don't even think i've you know ever been reminded as much as i have been reminded here that i'm black you know sometimes it feels like being black is actually threatening you don't have to do anything i've had instances that i'm walking on the road and somebody will just stop you know and act as if they want to run back it is not in the night it is not like i have my hands in my pocket you know that i'm threatening them trying to bring a gun or something no the mere fact that I am black actually, you know, threatens people. And, you know, I'm just thinking in my head, like, <laughs> your problems, your business, because I don't have your time, like, you know, and all of that. And it brings me to another nice point. Um, I have to constantly smile to my teachers because the evil people in this place, they like to smile a lot. You know, so I feel like I constantly have to walk around with my teacher in a smile, like, you know, hi right, guys, how are you? see me i'm black i'm friendly you know hey look at me kind of thing and can we talk about the africa talk yes i named it the africa talk because it happens every time so you meet an Igbo person and the next thing they say to you they ask you oh hi where are you from and i'm like oh i'm from nigeria oh that's africa yeah man i'm thinking yeah africa you're like oh, i have a friend it's from africa his name is you know something something do you know him in my head i'm thinking how how do you know many people live in that continent how in this world am i supposed to know who your friend is and i'm thinking in my head that i understand it's a conversation starter right it's fine but how in this world am i supposed to know your friend and everybody has that friend like everybody has that black friend when you even start asking you realize that they're actually not even black. They might probably be for another minority group or something. But yeah, everyone is classified as African, you know, and yeah. And then you now start getting those awkward questions like, oh, what language did you guys speak in Nigeria? And I'm thinking English. Oh, really? And I'm thinking, I don't understand. We're expecting, to tell, expecting me to tell you that we're, I don't know, taught in, I don't know, the native African language or something. Because we all grew up you know talking in english speaking in english you know sadly our own language is even referred to as vernacular you know and and uh you know a lot of us i think our generation is even better i'm actually even worried about my children not you know learning how to speak yoruba it really bothers me a lot so i'm making a lot of attempt to speak yoruba because the way i grew up yoruba was seen as vernacular yoruba is one of the languages in nigeria and it was seen as vernacular so we were always told to converse in English and everything. So I feel like that's what's happening right now with my husband and I because we obviously had the same kind of background. So 
we're constantly speaking english to ourselves not because of anything but that's the way we grew up and that's the way we know how to speak so i'm trying to make deliberate effort right now to speak more yoruba in the house so that my kids will be able to speak yoruba yeah but anyways i feel like now i'm tempted to just tell everyone you ask where am i from i feel like I should say that from Africa because I know what you're going to say already. So I might as well just tell you that, yeah, I'm from Africa, you know, to cut off the whole story. So, yeah, guys, so that's just a bit of uh, my chronicles here in the overseas. <laughs> and I hope you guys like it and I hope it made you laugh. So this actually is a very chilled um, episode. Yeah, because. I'm trying to distress. <laughs> so I hope I made you guys laugh. Anyways, talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful that we got to spend this time together. If you love this episode, please leave a review so that more women can find this podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Till next time. Cheers.